Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 40. 40. Um, we got a really good topic today. We're going to talk about the value of winning and team building. Before we do that, we need to talk about Cleat It Up FP. Cleat It Up FP is our presenting sponsor. It's an app for your phone. It will solve all your communication needs. It's free of charge. It has a lot of great tools so you can communicate from player to player, coach to player, or across teams in an organization. Second thing we wanted to talk about is our Patreon page. For those of you that are not familiar, Patreon is a system that was created to help support things like podcasts and YouTube channels. allows people that are listening to those things or using those things to have a secure and safe way to offer financial support, to donate uh, to the cause. As Coach Don and I have been talking about the last couple of weeks, um, we are trying really hard to continue to grow everything fast pitch and uh, coach prep. And if you could support us, it would be greatly appreciated. There's three different levels, um, and each level has different rewards for you involved. And so we would love for you to get involved. Check out our uh, Patreon website. Our page is uh, available in the show notes uh, for each episode. The value of winning versus challenging your team by playing a a really strong schedule. Let's jump into it because I think there's a couple of different angles for us to take. No, I think that's exciting, Tori, and that's kind of the part of the coaching magic is figuring out where you fit into things, what tournaments you're going to most benefit from, and um, when your team is really ready to be challenged and, and when they need to be picked up a little bit. You right. know, I know that's kind of a tricky mix for sure. One of the things that uh, I think happens quite often is that figuring out the schedule and trying to decide the level that you really should be playing at is a lot more complicated than we think. But there's kind of a couple of general rules of thumb that I would tell everybody that you can follow. Obviously, if you're playing and playing quite often and you're winning all the time, chances are you're probably playing below your level. If you are playing quite a bit and it's a shocker that you win a game once in a while, then there's a pretty clear indicator that you're playing above your level. And now the challenge of playing really good competition has value for all teams. For sure. But... We also have to find a balance in there because kids who get beat all the time get used to losing. They expect it. They expect, Yeah, they expect to lose, and they lose some of that enthusiasm, some of that zip and pip that comes from just winning a game once in a while. Not only in the playing, but in the training, right? Right. So we know when you play, four things can happen. You can play good and you win. You can play good and you lose. You can play bad and you win. You can play bad and you lose. So across that whole spectrum... There are opportunities for us to learn. So if we play good and we win, that's the best of all possibilities because we know that what we've been working on has paid off and it's led to success on the field. But now playing good is relative to who we're playing against. Sure. So the idea of finding that balance that you mentioned earlier, I think, is where the challenge comes in. If we play what feels like a really good game where we you know, make very few errors, we have uh, you know, a lot of hits, we get a lot of runs, and, and we win. You know, Handily. Or, or we just we win because we've done all those things well. Again, we have to d- double-check ourselves. So did we really play well? Or did a bunch of pop-ups drop in because the other team couldn't catch them? Did a lot of ground balls go through the infield, and they didn't get touched, so they're not errors, but a better shortstop probably gets to that ball. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Did our pitcher pitch great against really competitive hitters, or was she pitching to a team that really couldn't hit her no matter what? You know, if our outcome number one, the perfect outcome, is we play good and we win, we've got to make sure that we're filtering that through the reality of who we're playing against. 
No, I think that's great, a great thought. And again, too, if we play well and we only win by a run or two, that means it was a pretty competitive day. Right, and and probably another team that's very comparable to us. To us. Does that mean that it's a challenging team? Well, that's going to depend, again, on a lot of different factors. So the second aspect is we play poorly and we win. So if we play poorly and we win, right. chances are that means that we're playing way, way below the level that we should be playing at. Right. And that's one of the things that we want to be checking. So just like we want to be gauging if our good play was really good play, or now we have to be thinking about is our poor play really poor play? Again, this is going to get more complicated. It doesn't get it any easier. Our poor play, is it because we're not catching balls we should normally catch and not fielding ground balls that we should normally catch? Or is it because that ball's getting scorched so hard, so fast, so deep, so often? That right. we've never seen that kind of ball hit before. We're overmatched. Right. So we're overmatched. So then maybe, um, you know, again, we have to be thinking about, you know, what the different degrees of playing well or playing poorly really look like and feel like. And it requires us as coaches to do an awful lot of soul searching. The reason I wanted us to talk about this today, Don, is because I think, unfortunately, a lot of us, a lot of coaches, a lot of parents get caught up in thinking, well, if we're winning games, that's the only thing that matters. If we're, if we're winning, we must be doing things the right way. That's the end game. So we can play good and we can win, but we have to be realistic about are we playing good or is the other team just overmatched? Level. Yep. We can play poorly and win. Now we have to just uh, also factor in, is that team so good that they're putting so much pressure on us that it's not really how we played, it's what they did to us that made us look like really a, good. Yeah, a, a poor team. So, or we can play good and lose. Now, this is one that I think is really where it gets interesting. Because typically, if we feel like we played really well and we lost the game, we're probably matching up with a really good team that, or a team Very that's really comparable, comparable. to yeah. where we're at. If we're out there making the plays we always make, and the team that we're playing against is you know, putting that comparable kind of pressure on us that, yeah, there were a couple of really nice plays, you know, there were a bunch of kind of routine plays that we see all the time. There was one or two that we should have made, but it wasn't like that ball was just hit so hard that poor little Sally had no chance. It was just, you know, she just kicked the ball. Yeah. Then I think that kind of gives us a different perspective. So if we're going to play well and lose, then we want to take a good look at that. Is that kind of the kind of team and the kind of level that we should be targeting as our primary opponent i was going to say and that's where we grow a lot right right when we're when we're playing well we're doing everything we're supposed to yet we're being challenged to right to be better even yet yeah and then the last one in the in the list is if we play poorly and we lose if we play awful and we lose again we want to take a look at it did we just underperform was it we just had an off day but the level of competition matched up what we should be playing against or were we awful because again they were scorching balls all around the field the ball you know our, our fielders have never higher. seen a ball hit at them that hard before so obviously we look bad but are we looking bad because we're overmatched or are we looking bad because we just played badly and i think tori a lot a lot of this uh, challenge that we're talking about right now is assessing our team and i'm excited for all coaches, for their, you know, they've put together a team. They're excited about the hard work they've done through the winter. Um, they're really proud of their kids, and they need to be able to get out there and, and find out where they fit into the mix right. and, and be realistic about it so that they can create the schedule that's going to give them the most benefit in terms of 
uh, winning and success and challenge. Right. And when we think about putting the schedule together, that's why I think this balancing act is important. You know, if, if you're the top of the food chain, if you are the best team in your age group or the best team in your league or whatever the measuring stick might be, then obviously stepping outside your comfort zone and playing other like-minded teams that are going to challenge you has a lot of benefit. But the biggest reason that it's beneficial is your kids already know they're pretty good. They have confidence in themselves. The fact that they play and lose is not going to be nearly as damaging for those kids. You know, if, if they've kind of built up some equity, they've kind of built up some confidence knowing, hey, we're a pretty good team. I'm a pretty good player. I'm excited that we're playing somebody that uh, we know is a really good team because it's going to be a fun challenge. That's a good time. And I use the example of uh, Division One football. We know in the world of Division One football, you have small schools, typically you know, the, what they call the football championship series, what used to be the old 1AA schools. Those schools almost always have at least one or two quote-unquote payday games on their schedule. Right. You know, when I was coaching at Tennessee Tech, one year we played Auburn and Oregon in the same year. Wow. Now, the reason that we played them, no matter what anybody says, is because it was very beneficial financially for our athletic department. They call it a guarantee. Yeah, right? and so we get a guarantee. I think we got a million dollars to go to Oregon. Probably cost us, you know, $250,000 to get there, you know, for by the, the time events. you put it all together. Yeah. So that's a three quarters of a million dollar boost to the in the budget to the budget or or in that neighborhood. Yep. Okay. So obviously we're talking about a big chunk of supporting other sports in the athletic department. When those games are on the schedule, you know the players usually get a little bit excited at first to think, "Wow, that's going to be great! I'm going to get to show the world I could have been at Oregon or I could have been at Auburn. I'm just as good as those guys." Right. The coaches go into it thinking, "Well, this will be a good challenge. You know, we'll figure out. You know, we'll learn some what things from playing some games." Yep. Well, the coaches are saying that publicly, but deep down inside, they're going, holy cow, what, what's this going to turn into? It's like six inches yeah. and 25 pounds. Right. And, right? and all, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you, know, you look out there and their skill guys are as big or bigger than your linemen. Right. And, you know, and they've got 30 of those guys at least that big waiting in the wings that aren't even in the starting lineup yeah. um, that are you know, waiting to you know, just tear you up because they're, they know they're going to get a chance late in the game. Well, the Oregon example is a good one. We ended up scoring first, so we were ahead of Oregon seven to nothing, and then we watched them score a whole bunch of points. And I couldn't <laughs> tell you for sure what the final was, but you know, fifty to seven, sixty to seven, a whole lot to seven. They wanted to let you know what it what it was yeah. like. So after that's done, what did we learn? That we were overmatched. Sure. Okay. Now we were overmatched for different reasons than just picking the schedule. It was there was a reason why that team was on our schedule, but the reality of it is that it kind of gives some perspective on this discussion. So if you're a pretty good team, should you schedule a great team once in a while? Yeah, as long as you think your kids can handle it. So I think, Tori, that uh, to that point, I think it's important for us to understand how to come back from a loss. Right. We, we've had some, some stretches at Kennesaw State. I think one was like a 40-game winning streak. And we were just scared to death of what was going to happen after that first time that, that we would lose, you know, and it's just important for them to taste it, yep. to know what it's like to lose for those teams that are really good. They need to, they need to feel it and understand they don't want it, and, and that's why they need to work hard every day is to right. try and prevent it. But I think the thing that we really want our coaches to be thinking about, one, we have to really understand the potential impact of, I mean, getting your head handed to you. The timing you know, of get, it. Getting yeah. your butt kicked is a 
gut check moment for everybody. A little better earlier in the year right. than later. You know, using my football analogy, well, what did our, our football team gain from it? I don't think they probably gained anything except the financial benefit that, Bunch it, of injuries. that it was you know, yeah. helpful for the university. You know, I don't think getting your butt kicked because you're so overmatched that you just cannot do much about it is going to ever be beneficial. And doing that often, consistently for a team, I think is, is coaching suicide. So back to our original point of finding that balance of you know, putting a schedule together that gives you some challenges, but also gives you some loft, soft landing spots. The nice thing for our travel coaches, Tori, is that they kind of get to pick from week to week right. what, what their involvement is going to be, and they can get a feel for who's going to particular tournaments and, and the logistics there. So right. that yeah. makes it more flexible. Right. And you also have get out of jail free card. If you sign up for a tournament and you're looking at the list of the teams, if you feel it's time for your team to really be challenged, because I mean, it's, it's not difficult to figure out, well, yeah. you know, I know these are really strong teams. These are the, you know, the three best teams in this age group. Yeah. If you think you're ready for a challenge, then you ask to be in the pool with those teams. Yeah. If you're not quite sure you're ready, you can just be honest with the tournament director and say, well, hey, we're excited. You know, if we play them once, like in bracket play or something, that's fine. But my team's not ready to play three or four of those teams back to back because you know we might not be able to rebound from. And them. I would think most of those tournament directors are pretty reasonable about that, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and because because nobody likes the fifteen to one game, you can kind of fool yourself into thinking that it's a sign that you did some really good things. But if we're realistic about it, again, if we go back to our four outcomes, if you know you hit seven fly balls that should be caught that all end up being doubles and triples. The fact that you beat somebody 15 to nothing shouldn't be a very satisfying. So we have to kind of always keep that in perspective. So and that's not good for the other team. Really no, it's either, not right? good for anybody. Yeah. So, um, so coaches, make sure you're thinking about the, the, the four potential outcomes. Make sure that you're thinking about it from that perspective as you're evaluating what's going on. And then use that as guidance to help you figure out what your next move should be, how your schedule should be put together. Coach Don mentioned earlier, you have some flexibility in it. If it's not like a college schedule where you have to have it set, you know, eighteen months ahead. or two years yeah. in advance, you know, you can make it up on the fly a little bit. If you if you played in a tournament and got your butt kicked last weekend, and you were going to be in a tournament with those exact same teams next weekend, might be better to build them up. Yeah, maybe maybe that's time that you get on the phone on Monday morning and call around and see if there's another tournament that you can get into. No doubt. Uh, but let's just make sure that we're using some common sense and that we want to challenge our kids, but we don't want to break them down. We don't want to beat them down. If we beat them down too much, we might not get them back. Right. No, I know. Makes me uh, think back to other games too, Tori, when you would be out there and you would uh, out hit a team and still just get beat. Right. They only got a couple hits, but they were timely, and, and we get beat. What category does that fall into? Um, that might be you could play well and, and lose. Play well and lose? Yep. That broke my heart. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and, but that's, you know, that's why we want to talk about these things so that coaches can start to think about it. If, if you play well and lose, I think you play that team again tomorrow, and you're happy to and do you're it. you're okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and you might lose again, but you're still happy about it because this is my chance to show that we're going to get a little bit better. We're going to do one or two things a little bit Helps more grow. effectively to, to be a better team. Top of the spectrum and the bottom of the spectrum are two things that we got to really be aware of. Because um, if we're kicking everybody's butt, I promise you, you're not really that good. And, and if you're getting your butt kicked, I'm guessing you're probably not really that bad. You just might be a bad scheduler. So coaches, think it through. Make sure that you're planning as you organize this stuff. So that's going to wrap up episode number 40 of Coach Prep. As we mentioned at the outset, please check out cleatedup.com for our presenting sponsor and also our Patreon page. We would love your support. The lowest level of support is basically you trading one cup of coffee this month to support everything fast pitch and coach prep, and we really need your help. We need the help, yeah. 
Have a good week uh, for Coach Don McKinley. This is Coach Tory and uh, Stan Lewis, our producer in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studios. And thanks for listening to Coach Prep. Yeah.